You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With this holiday season upon us, there is no better time than now to sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. And to celebrate this year's college football playoff, DraftKings giving all new users the chance to bet on any semifinal team to win the championship at 100 to 1 odds. That's right. Bet $1 on any semifinal team to win the championship, and your team cashes in for 100 bucks, and let's not forget about basketball. The NBA has arrived. You can bet on college hoops. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. They make it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience anytime. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code HELIPOD when you sign up to get 100 to 1 odds on any semifinal team to win. That's code HELIPOD, H-E-L-L-I-E-P-O-D for new players and you get the shot at that 100 bucks to one offer semifinal this week. Let's go for a limited time, only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. And, of course, we are brought to you by Viore. V-U-O-R-I, clothing.com slash helipod for 20% off right now. I hope the people are using it because it's, it's so comfortable. You know, I sleep in this, actually. I know. I, you sleep in it? I work out. While you're sleeping, I'm working out in it. <laughs> yeah, stop it, Dan. That's why I'm chiseled and you look like you do. But yeah, okay. clothing.com, great shorts, hoodies. You hear me talk about it all the time. I'm actually wearing... The shirts are the most comfortable. They are. They're the best. Yeah. The, the, the T-shirts, they're great for working out. They're, and they actually Hiking, they look cool. cooking, hanging, chilling. Whatever you want to do, right? Yeah, I love it. And I got right, well, flannel. I just need Viore to come out with some chocolates. What are chocolates? Like the sandals with the little toe, the thing in the, between the toes. Because I think if, if you can make that comfortable. Sh- Aren't Ooh. those flip-flops or thongs? Uh, tongs? I call them chocolates. Chocolates. I call them flip-flops. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Viore, if you're listening, maybe some flip-flops in the very near future. Chiclatis. But I love everything else you have, and so does MJD. Uh, Viore, V-U-O-R-I, clothing.com slash helipod, 20% off. Your first order today. I'm telling you, everybody loves it. And if you're late on Christmas gifts, why not get somebody some Viore too? I mean, I know Christmas is past, but you know, every now and then you have a late Christmas gift where you can send someone. That is why we have you on the helipod. That's right. Because you make tremendous sense. Mm-hmm. All right, speaking of, let's get started. It's a helipod with MJD. Week 17 is here. Wow. And we have arrived. The final week of the regular season. Dan Helley, Maurice Jones-Drew, former NFL rushing champion and All-Pro. Three-time All-Pro. Three-time All-Pro. Make sure you put it in there. Although I did look that up. It wasn't three-time first-team All-Pro. It was two-time first-team, one-second-team. But I don't don't know how I got second-team that year. I was still one of the top rushers in the league. And Matthew Bubar, our uh, crack researcher and producer, how did you want us to – 
what kind of accolades did you want us to share with the with no, the listening I'm public? To be here. All right. See, I mean, we, we got to have validation when you know when I'm spitting these facts and people don't you know because sometimes they go and check and then they're, they're right. So now they know they don't have to go and check because of all it. those accolades. You, you want a couple of facts? Are you, oh, the other thing you can talk about too is like two-time MVP finalist, and I lost to Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and they both threw for almost 50 touchdowns and 50 touchdowns. So that was close, too. If no quarterbacks are involved, you're MVP. Every day of the week. Well, That's it. Unfortunately. And twice a, though that a, year. It's a quarterback-driven award. That's why oh. they're paid more, right? No. I thought Derrick Henry might have had a shot. Unfortunately, I think it's going to be Aaron yeah, Rodgers after, this year. After what happened in, in Green Bay, my goodness. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. Uh, final week of the regular season, seven teams have clinched playoff spots. Seven are up for grabs. The AFC is going to have a 10-win team that misses the playoffs. It won't be the first time. No. no. You remember, you remember who the last team was they happened the to? The Patriots. 11-5. Yeah, an 11-win team didn't make the playoffs. And there's been one other 11-win team that missed That's the playoffs crazy. as well. The NFC could have a six-win team and an eight-win team make the playoffs uh, you know and that's that's part of it that that is part of being in the com the different conferences sometimes i remember when the nfc was stronger than the afc at one point right oh, yeah. it, 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 it's years. the ebb and flows um of the nfl but it you know this is first of all i want to say like four or five years ago maybe six the league decided to put all the divisional games in the back half and not the games that didn't matter so guys have to play probably the most genius thing ever and, and uh, i got a chance to interview commissioner goodell yesterday on uh the nfl uk monday night show on channel five in uh in england and all in, the, in all of uk just so you know you're big uh, in the uk i'm dude. trying to get there i'm trying to get there like those soccer players but either neither here nor there he was talking about how whoever came up with that was a great idea because right now you have so many different clinching scenarios that people have to play and this is probably the most exciting brand of football and it, and it used to hurt the nfl because december football is the best football there is um, and week 17 football is a thousand times better than December football because now everyone's fighting for a spot. You're pretty much in the playoffs. You got to win to get in all those different things. You add another team to the playoffs. It makes it more like it just, it's just so much more drama, so much more dramatic. I think, uh, it, it's going to be great for the NFL. Do you know who we're not going to be seeing in uh, week 17? <laughs> yeah, I know. Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. Listen, I, you know how I felt about him, uh, the last time we talked, right? Like I told you, like it, I cannot support that anymore. Yeah, selfish. Well, apparently, Ron Rivera thought about releasing him after uh, the strip club stripper, no mask, whatever it was. I don't know if he was at a strip club or if he had. Apparently, he had a party where they that, decided that to is bring the, in some that was the last straw on the camel's back, though. And it wasn't because of. of stripper strip club per se it was primarily because he was in a huge group of people right and was not wearing a mask was not being careful he's the quarterback of a team in a playoff race you're he the was captain you were a captain of that team dan yeah yeah like people don't understand when you when when you get put with a ton of responsibility or or i forget what the saying is but they they gave you you're the leader of this team there's certain times you have to grow up and it's less, this is not a, I, I, you know, we were just looking before the show, like it's not a black or white thing. It has nothing to do with that. This is him simply not being mature enough to be the CEO of a franchise. That's what you are when you become a cab. When you're the quarterback or the face of a franchise, you become the CEO. You're the person that brings people, you know, you help them make money. You do all these things. That's why the quarterbacks get paid so much money. You have to act a certain way. And I don't know, he worked his butt off this offseason. He came in looking so much better. Uh, than he did his rookie year. Um, but to me, it's like, when are you going to grow up? 
And, and, and I don't know if getting cut from the Washington football team is going to help you grow up. Because to be honest, winning six games is not that big of a deal. Yeah, you have a chance to win your division, but it wasn't like you were a contender, right? And so where do you go from here? I, I, we're going to talk about some teams, but I personally think because of the way he acted and, what was in, and how Ron Rivera is so respected in the league, he may not get another opportunity for, for a couple years. I don't know. Yeah, Robert Griffin III had to sit out a year, and then he came back, and now he's a backup quarterback, and I don't know if he'll be in Baltimore is again. He, I, is he is, is, but remember why Baltimore picked up RG3. Well, they picked him up because they thought his game was similar to Lamar's. Exactly. Whose game is similar to Haskins? Well, Dwayne, Dwayne's just been bad, and right. that's the thing. is he, he's RG3 won Rookie of the Year, too. RG3 was electric as a rookie quarterback. Right. He, he had one of the greatest rookie seasons in NFL history. So they're two very different guys. I guess I just I was there for that. I saw that. I lived that. It was one of the great sporting like moments, I would say, of the last decade or two decades. They went to the playoffs, Washington. too. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, so Dwayne's 15th overall pick. He's done. He's done in less than two years. Josh Rosen was the 10th overall pick. He was traded... And now he's in San Francisco, yeah. and he's about to be on. So he went, he went Arizona, Miami, Tampa. Tampa, San Francisco, all in the span of what, eighteen months? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, Dwayne, this is my question for Dwayne, or for you about Dwayne. Um, when you try to pinpoint landing spots uh, for him, what what are some teams that, that you? Like? The first one I saw was Pittsburgh, and it, and it makes sense. Because Mike Tomlin has no problems with anybody. And Mike Tomlin is a phenomenal communicator. And Mike Tomlin doesn't have a problem letting you go if you don't do what he asks you to do. And I think that is the something that he needs to be in in a situation. That may be the best one. And on top of that, they're looking for another quarterback because Big Ben is just getting older and older and older. So they he may be a guy that you can bring him in this offseason. Uh, Big Ben may have another year left. You can put him there. Um, and maybe you can see, right? Like, it's so funny. I was watching the Monday night game, and they were talking about Jared Stidham. They're like, you know, we got to see what he is. Like, well, then don't tell me practice is so important then because you've seen him for two years in practice. Obviously, he ain't that good, right? But you know there's a huge difference. Some guys are Don't tell me practice, practice is that Some... important. Don't tell me that. But you know. But you, you know. But, but this, I do know that. But this is the thing. If he was an all-star in practice, he would have played. He's not going to play ahead of Tom Brady he, when Brady was there. And yeah, he's but, not but play. if he was an all-star in practice during that first year, if he was an all-star in practice during the second year with Cam Newton, what he's doing, he would have played. And Bill Belichick told you Cam Newton gives us the best chance to win each week. I, I am surprised that Bill hasn't let him play the last yep. four or five weeks. Yep, because they, they're not even – I mean, they've been eliminated for the playoffs for a couple weeks. Cam's on a one-year deal. you got to know what you have behind him. Here, here are a couple other spots that I think could be good uh, for Dwayne Haskins. Right here in L.A. with the Rams. Nope. John Wolford's their backup nope. quarterback. It ain't going to work. Now, here's the only reason it may not work, and this is the reason a lot of people have thrown this team out there as a possibility, is because Kevin O'Connell was with Haskins in Washington last year. He was the offensive coordinator. So let me tell you this. If, the, if Kevin O'Connell's here with the Rams next year and they don't give Dwayne Haskins a look, that tells you everything you need to know about Dwayne Haskins because O'Connell has been there in the building and knows him very well. And if he doesn't want to bring him in, then you shouldn't bring him in, period. If I'm another team and the Rams don't at least give him a sniff, I'm out. 
I'm out. Another, another team that uh, – well, two other teams, primarily because of the backup quarterback situation and because they have established uh, starters. The Seahawks, where Geno Smith is the backup the right now. That's the one I think. That's the one I think. Car- Carroll loves giving those second chances. He likes he, – he, he's been that guy. And, and but then, the difference with the second chance guys that he's given, there, there was two things. He's coached them, and Mike Williams. We talked about yeah. that Well, before. that didn't really last it long. Didn't la- and they were phenomenal players. Josh Gordon, Antonio Brown. I mean, those dudes were lights out, right? So you're going to give a guy that can help you win a second chance before you can give a guy that can hurt your locker room. Or if he has to go in the game, you're not confident. And, and this is the thing about Haskins. Ron Rivera gave him one last chance. He gave him – he should have cut him last week when this happened. Right. But he gave him one and chance to go out there. it wasn't just a chance to be on the team. It was a chance to go out and play. He was like, yeah, like, look. And, and, and one of the teammates said it. He was like, look, Haskins has an opportunity to win this locker room over if he can play well against the Carolina Panthers, whose defense, let's be honest, has given up all the points, they right? They told him how to get back in good graces. They, they literally let him know. Well, you can tell somebody you have to go out and play well. And if you – doesn't mean you're going to go out and play well. You may not have the ability to do that. And right now, so 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 then so tell me. The so so this that. is what I'm saying. Like yes, he's a first round talent. He has a lot of stuff going on, but there's only a couple. There's only a handful of teams, and I don't even know if there's a handful that you can say. Like I thought, if I'm the Jags, I thought the first of all, we go off top a little. I thought the Jags should have went and picked up Rosen off the Tampa's practice squad with the quarterback carousel they have going on. Right, you might as well pick up a top ten pick and to see what you got in them, and maybe it works out, maybe it doesn't. Maybe he plays well, and you still the number one pick, and you could trade him to someone else that's looking for a yeah, young. Yeah, I think up-and-comer. you could say that about a number of teams with Rosen. But do you do the same thing with if, if I'm the Jags and I know we're going to take Trevor Lawrence or whatever they're going to do, or if I'm the Jets, I'm going to try to get as many talented guys in the locker room to get them to compete and see what happens. My, my only concern is it's less about what he does on the field, even though it's not that good. It's what he does off the field. That's yeah. the problem. Yep. It's, it's, and that is what hurts more players in the National Football League than anything else. What you do off the field matters. And I used to tell guys, I played with Justin Blackman, right? And he had his, his demons and his issues. And I used to tell him, like, look, dude. Justin Blackman, the receiver, the receiver from Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, State, who's a stud who drank himself out of the Listen, league. literally, in practice, the most dominant player I've ever seen. Better than Calvin Johnson. Really? Better than everyone. In games, better than anyone I've ever seen. Coming off a four-game suspension, get hit the Rams and Janoris Jenkins, who we talk about. right? This is when Janoris was in his prime, too. He was like the number one guy, one of the top corners. Hit him for about 200 off a of suspension. Just, out, out, just came out there and went to work. Who would you compare Justin Blackman to right now? Ah, that's tough because there's no one that – like he was 6'1", 220. He was like a bigger – but he was fast. Like an A.J. Brown type maybe? Yeah, he was similar to A.J. Brown. Okay. But uh, I, I think way better than A.J. Brown. Though. Not even A.J. Brown's not even close to what he was. What was worth. the final straw for Justin Blackman? Uh he just couldn't he just couldn't stop drinking. He just like he would he would he would have a bunch of idle time. He'd start drinking. He'd get in his car and drive, get in, get a DUI oh, or whatever. And, that's and, right. and that's I couldn't what, remember if he was showing up to practice yeah. and No, no. I mean, no. And and even like I remember one time in practice in two thousand twelve. Uh, and we're, we're off a little topic, but it, we'll no, bring it fine. back. This is interesting. We'll br- we'll, I remember we were in practice, and it, it was probably like 30 minutes left, and we're doing a team period, and we're doing red zone, and uh, Chad Henney throws a ball to the t- like uh, above the, the crossbar right at the back end line to throw it back in line to Justin Blackman. And so he throws it. I'm like, there's no way this dude can catch this. And Blackman went up with one hand, bah, snagged. It looked like the jump man signal, like the jump man, <laughs> the, the logo. <laughs> snagged that thing, and, and Mike Malarkey was like, Practice is done. Wow. Like, 
That was the – and I, I've seen – we were playing the Denver Broncos, okay? We're playing the Denver Broncos, and Champ, and Jack Del Rio's on the other side, and he has Champ Bailey, Shadow, and Justin Blackman. In the middle of the game, Champ was like, I can't cover him. Put someone Stop else – Tapped out. Champ Bailey? Yeah, as he got older, yeah. Listen to me. Justin Blackman was crazy, but his off the field hurt him. And 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 if he's so good that the Jags still own, like they're not cutting him. You know what I'm saying? The Jags like we'll never cut him. That's how good he is. Because if we cut him and he gets right and someone else gets him, we'll be sick. That's how good he was. And so Dwayne Haskins, I'm like, dude, what is going on off the field? You're a quarterback. You're supposed to be bred a certain way. I, I coach little kids all the time, right? I coach little kids the last couple of years, and we had quarterbacks, guys. Everyone wants to play quarterback, right? And I tell our kids, a quarterback is a different – you're a different breed. You have, to, you're, you have to live your life a certain way. You have to understand that, that no matter how good you are, no matter how bad you are, if you're a starting quarterback in high school, Pop Warner, college, everyone has their eye on you, Period. So everything that you do is magnified times a thousand. If you go to a bar and get drunk and you you stumble out of a bar, guess what? That's going to be in the newspaper because you're the starting quarterback of whatever it is. Yeah, it's like being the, the SGA president or the senior class president of your of your high school. Everybody's all eyeballs on you at all times. I think for Dwayne. I, I, I think it's different because ain't nobody care about what the senior class president <laughs> is doing. <laughs> you feel me? Like he ain't, he ain't, he's not, he's. People, the, the NFL has, has done a phenomenal job of, of having people so enamored with, with the players and what they do. It t- like I, So, for example, on Saturday I did the whole show. I literally said the Dolphins are going to win. It's going to be a close game, but I'm going to go with my head and not my heart. Do you know how many Raider fans dove on me on Instagram and Twitter talking crazy to me? Right? People, because it's people's hopes and dreams are with wins and losses in the NFL. It's they, wild. Like, your day can be, your week can be the best week. Or it can be the worst week in the world. That's, that's, that's all about fandom. like to tell you about Greens Plus, a health food leader since 1989, known for creating the first ever blended green superfood powder and the first company to infuse that green superfood into a bar. Their bars and powders, they're good. Man, I have these things all the time. They're the most effective way to improve your immunity, detox your body, boost your energy, and get that nutritional insurance that your body deserves. It's all organic, gluten-free, and premium green superfoods give you what you need. You can get it at Whole Foods, Amazon, or just Greens Plus with free shipping. Get 20% off when you use the promo code HELI. That's 20% off when you use the promo code HELI. Can I recommend the chocolate protein bar or that uh, wild berry superfood powder that I love to put in smoothies all the time. At Vaco, the motto is, we invest in your career so you are here for the duration of ours. Vaco is a premier talent and solutions firm that provides boutique-level service with global reach in areas of consulting, consultative project resources, executive search, permanent placement, and strategic staffing. You need somebody to fill that C-suite position? Vaco has you covered. Their areas of expertise are all over the board. Accounting, finance, technology, healthcare IT, operations, administration, or international managed services. They've been around since 2002, and they've grown to serve over 40 markets across the globe. 1,000 employees, 5,000 consultants, and $750 million in revenue. The company was started by my good buddy Brian Waller, among others, back in 2002. And at Vaco, they do it right. 
Check them out, vaco.com. That's V-A-C-O.com for more information on how Vaco connects people to their dream jobs and helps leading companies find talent to grow their business. So I don't know if you've heard about this company before, True Niagen. Uh, they invest in their long-term health and help you invest in yours. I think you should check them out. There's a new trend in the scientific community that surrounds the health of our cells. And it affects all of us, from the weekend warriors like myself to former professional athletes and current professional athletes like MJD. We have something in our cells called NAD, which supports our energy and our body's ability to repair itself all the way down to the cellular level. Well, it turns out that NAD declines as we age. It also declines when we overexercise, don't sleep enough, and even when we're exposed to a virus. There's only one NAD booster that is backed by Nobel Prize-winning scientists, 10 published human studies, and regulatory approval for safety. That's True Niagen. Additionally, True Niagen is NSF certified for sport. Visit TrueNiagen.com to learn more. That's T-R-U-N-I-A-G-E-N.com to learn more. I've now been taking this stuff for four months. Haven't been sick. Feel great. Feel healthy. Check out True Niagen. So when you look at the biggest first-round flops at quarterback, or maybe the quickest flameouts, I guess is a better way to put it, because there are a lot of huge, huge flops. Um, Jamarcus Russell, oh. he was the number one overall pick. Uh, he was awful. Yeah. Ryan Leaf, who was number two be behind Peyton Manning. And if you remember, um, the Colts were waffling between Peyton Manning and Ryan Leaf because Ryan Leaf had more – Physical tools, I say in air quotes, but Peyton was the safer pick. They went with Peyton. Obviously, that worked out. Akili Smith. Out of Oregon. Out of Oregon. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. But here's the two most recent ones. We talked about Rosen. He was the 10th overall pick of the Cardinals. They traded up to get him, and then they trade him the next year for Kyler and pick up Kyler Murray uh, with the number one pick. That worked out, obviously. Rosen's still trying to find his spot. Um, he's with the 49ers as a backup after they pick him up off Tampa Bay's practice squad. But Johnny Manziel, you brought this up. Uh, Pre-pod, I had totally forgotten about Johnny Manziel. Bubar, was he the 22nd overall pick by the uh, Browns? Manziel. Just look that, look that up. We'll, t we'll, we'll listen, move on with Johnny he Manziel. Was, he, he was the 22nd. He, he was the 22nd pick 22. because they picked, I want to say they picked Brady Quinn at that one. And the, the quarterback, the old quarterback from Oklahoma State was picked at that same Whedon. pick. It, Whedon. It and a, that, it, that's just a horrible pick for the Browns. If I'm the Browns and I get 22 again, I'm trading that away. Because <laughs> we just don't even want no part of it. Let us, or I'm gonna let the clock run out. Let someone else pick, and then we pick right after there them. Were, there were three quarterbacks taken in the first round in the year that Manziel was selected in 2014. It was Blake Bortles, Manziel, and Teddy Bridgewater. Think about that. You know who the the second the, the second round quarterbacks were? I do. In fact, you have two of them that are actually you have Derek Carr and Jimmy Garoppolo. There you go. And if I can add a few others to that list, we've seen first round busts such as Christian Ponder, oh. Chase Locker, Emmanuel, Brandon, Brandon Whedon. E.J. Manuel, oh. of course, you said Johnny Manziel. We've, believe it or not, people forget Paxton Lynch was a first-round draft pick in the National Football League. That's at right. Twenty-six. Who do you, who do you go to? Because remember, the Cowboys wanted him over Dak, and but the Broncos. He went to the Broncos. Yeah, your and, boy. And then Denver wanted to re-sign him, but wouldn't meet his number. And I, I believe he got either nineteen million a year. Eighteen. Eighteen. No, that's Bro that's yeah. Brock Osweiler. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Where did Paxton not, go? That, You're right. I'm Paxton. Brock. Paxton uh, is he? He was in Pittsburgh. He was in Pittsburgh for a little bit. I don't know if he's still there or not. But Brock Osweiler is the guy you're talking about, a yes. second-round pick yes, out of you. Arizona State. Thank you. 
who two tall guys i got him i got him the browns remember the browns did the baseball trade or the nba trade where they traded him and they took some of his cap they paid like salary dump his salary dump yeah i just in terms of the quickest flame outs you know, Manziel flamed out in his second year. I think he took a trip to Vegas and was all banged up and came I mean, back. He had the wig. He had the wig. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and then Rosen. Those are the, and and now now Dwayne Haskins will be among the the quickest flameouts, assuming he doesn't resurrect his career. The reason a lot of those guys you talked about it didn't have on the list was because they played for a while. They played back. You know, they they hung around as a backup, and now that remains to be seen if Haskins can do that. That's a great example, like in Blaine Gabbert. I mean, Gabbert was a first round pick. He Mm-hmm. In my mind, he's not a bust. He's had success in the league, and he's found his his. He's played for multiple life. teams. Absolutely. He started. Yep. He's found he's a second life. He's thrived in his role. Yeah. Um, all right. I want to move on from the uh, Haskins situation to one other quarterback thing here that I think is really interesting. Um, you know, the Dolphins in the middle of a playoff race taking on the Bills, and Brian Flores has already said that they're going to start Tua instead of – Ryan Fitzpatrick, um, who was magical, hence Fitzmagic, in mm-hmm. that last 10 minutes against the Raiders. He threw for 182 yards, a touchdown, had that unbelievable pass along the left sideline that set up the game-winning field goal. Um, but he's going to go with the rookie. He's going to go with Tua. And I, I'm wondering if it's because he has this formula where Fitzmagic can be the relief pitcher, the closer coming off the bench, and it's worked already a couple of times this year. And he's like, what, why mess with that? Why start him and then bring Tua off the bench if we need to? Let's, let's keep this formula going. Is that what's going through his mind? This is my problem with that, is we are all creatures of habit, right? And so when you have a little bit of success of something, you're like, oh, I can do it again. Right. Oh, I can do it again. And so eventually, Flores is going to bench Tua in his third or fourth year, but who's going to be the backup? You see what I'm saying? Like, because right now you're having so much success with it, you're like, oh, we could always do this. Fitzpatrick ain't always going to be a backup, right? And eventually you're going to have to control yourself when Tua has a bad game or doesn't play well to say, you know what, we have to let him ride through this thing. Um, I remember looking at um, Mike Holmgren when he was talking about uh, Brett Favre. I remember he'd be like, oh, get him out of there, get him out of there. And then he'd be like, hold on, hold on, let him play through it. Like, eventually, you're going to have to let Tua play through this thing because there's going to come a time where that backup ain't going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick, and, and, and he's not going to have that magic to come through that door. I understand why he's doing it right now. I get it because you're trying to develop Tua and win games at the same time, and it's working. Uh, the reason it's working because he's a from this is from Ryan Fitzpatrick's mouth. He's a great communicator, which means he's brutally honest about what he, when he talks to people, right? Like, look, you're – just be ready because if he doesn't play well, we're going to put you in type of thing. Um, and he's done that. But eventually, he's going to have to let Tua fight through his own demons on that field. And if he doesn't do that, Tua will never be the quarterback that you want him to be. Is now the time to do that? Well, I mean, you got to I mean, they're you, playing you, with house's money. At, at this point, they're like, look, our defense is playing is pretty much shut down. I don't know what the Bills are going to do, to be honest with you. Are the Bills going to keep playing? Um, because they wanted that two that, seed. That's the that's the indication is that is that they're gonna they're gonna play everybody. Well, then they're gonna play everybody, and they're gonna rock this thing out. And so, um, that may be the reason why the Dolphins don't make it. Then, <laughs> I mean, that my my question to Sean McDermott was gonna be: Do you want to play the enemy that you know, or the enemy that you don't know? You see what I'm saying? Do you want to play the Colts, or do you want to play the Dolphins? 
Do you want to play the Baltimore Ravens or you want to play the Miami Dolphins? Do you want to play the Cleveland Browns? I mean, generally, you don't want to play a division opponent in the postseason. Mm-mm. Why not? If you can beat them, if you know, you've already slaughtered them. Why? Why wouldn't you? They're usually, aren't they usually you know teams that know you the know you the best and they can they can find ways to you know to beat you a little bit better. Than it's the play. It's the playoffs, man. At the end of the day, any like it's like it's like boxing in the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone has a puncher's chance. So I'd rather go in there knowing my division. They know me. I know them. So we we're it's it's mar- I mean it's it? a win in their end game for the Dolphins. So like that's the thing when you know you have to win this game to get into the playoffs. You play your best players, and if Ryan Fitzpatrick is your best quarterback right now, why would you not come out of the gates with Ryan Fitzpatrick? Because they're still because he sticks to his plan. He he does not waver. The one thing about Flores, he doesn't waver from his plan. Remember, the bye week was supposed to be week eleven for them. And that's when they were going to let Tua kind of take it over. But the bye week got changed, and he stuck to his plan. All right, Tua's going to be the guy after the bye week, and then we'll start working this thing out. Um, and that's what they've done. And so he that's his plan, and he's going to keep doing it. I just don't know how long it's going to work. To, like, your, to that point, it, uh, the Dolphins are one of the three teams in the AFC playoff race, if you will, um, that – Excuse me. They're, they're the one. They're one of the few teams that if they win, they're in. Period. They don't need any help. It's only the Colts that really need a win and help. Uh, so to that point, they win, they're in. Right. Just like Dan said, right. They can still get in without winning, but yep. they need like three or four yeah. other things yeah, to happen. I mean, they would need. They would need. They need one or a few other teams to lose. All right. Um, I want to get into these games because uh, this is a fascinating week seventeen. It um, is. <laughs> there's going to be. The team that wins the NFC East will be the first team in NFL history to start the season two and seven or worse and go on to make the playoffs. Uh, here's, here's my question to you regarding the, the NFC East. Dallas, which had a 2.6% chance. Nobody wants to play them. With four games left in the season. Nobody wants to play them right now. The Giants are 5-10 and ten and have lost three in a row, but they can make the playoffs with a win over Dallas at home and Washington as loss As long as Daniel Jones is at quarterback, I'm okay playing them. Okay. And then Washington, who is hoping to get Alex Smith back and has maybe the best defense in that division, um, could be scary as, as you know they have the pieces on offense to actually hang with a few teams in Antonio Gibson, Logan Thomas, and Terry McLaurin, although McLaurin's been banged up. Impressions on Washington. Still concerned. Okay. Still concerned. All right. I'm glad you keep it tight. This is good. This is like a finely tuned operation here. Let's get into the games. Let's talk Cowboys Giants. Hey Dan. Yeah. If I could just interrupt. Please. I think we might need to let our our loyal audience ship here, uh, our our loyal subscribers, know what happened in Week 16. Talk to me. All right. Break it down for me, buddy. Because this is going to make Week 17 very very interesting. Like it for all of us. Okay. Last week, MJD was five and one. Mr. Helly was 6-0. and Oh, you're talking about the picks. Yeah. Hold on. Can you repeat that, please? Sure. You know it. So uh, so last week, MJD went 5-1, and one and Helly went 6-0. and oh, Yeah. Only following MJD's undefeated picks the that's week before. That's how you're supposed to do it. Ah, come on. I just bread buttered all around. Yeah. So with that, we were, both were 58-33 and 33 entering this week. Okay? Entering week uh, 16. Excuse me, excuse me. Entering week 16, tied 58-33. and 33. MJD, not the best. Oh, that's too bad. MJD went two and five in his picks this this week. MJD lost. He lost on the Cardinals. He won on Miami. 
He lost on the Colts. He lost on the Eagles. He lost on his Rams. He lost on the Titans, but won on the Bills, taking it two and five. Mr. Helly, four and three. Oh. Four and three. <laughs> lost on Arizona. Win Miami. Uh, lost Indy. Win Dallas. Oh, lost man. the Rams. Won Green Bay when you knew you wanted to root for the Titans. I did. I did. You went with your head. Uh, you went and took Green Bay, and they won. And then you won with Buffalo. So with your four and three mark and MJD's two and five mark, Dan Helley entering the last week of the regular season has a two-game lead. Mr. Helley is at 62 and 36. Mr. Jones Drew is at 60 and 38. So MJD must make up two games this week. That's fine. So the recommendation is certainly to hear Dan's picks first and then judge where he wants to go after that. So I had to set that up for our loyal fan base. They needed to know where we stand. Bar, I'm glad you did. Thank hey. you. I had forgotten about that. Um, and it really behooves me that uh, you were able to share that Here with uh, all of our listeners. And I wish there was video right now. Uh, Brian Rovenpera, who is our uh, awesome, awesome videographer, mm -hmm. taking a little vacation so we don't have video this week. Um, but I was just staring MJD down as those numbers were coming down. It's just numbers, guys. I see fear in his eyes. There's no fear. There was a reference of a title. But this is the thing. Last. Hold on. Next, next, next year we're picking all seven. We're picking every game. We're not gonna do. You just, wanted to do that this year, yeah, and I thought we, that was yeah. gonna be too much math. No, never too much math. All we right. need to pick every game. I could be here all season for the pod next next season. I can make sure we do all. Oh, please yeah. do, please do. You need me on many. There are all a few right. things I enjoy more than beating MJD at his own game. <laughs> all, all right, right. games. Here we go. Six of them. No bonus this week. Just six strong, solid games that all have playoff implications. We start with the 6-9 and nine Cowboys at the 5-10 and 10 Giants. Here's the deal, and to me it's really simple. The Giants have scored 26 points combined in their last three weeks, Ooh. all losses. Who's, who's been the quarterback of those, those games? Uh, Daniel Jones for two of them, I believe. Okay. The offense has been brutal, and they're catching Dallas at the wrong time. The Cowboys are averaging 36 per game over their last three, all wins, I'm surprised they're not favored by more. I don't believe this is going to be close. Cowboys are hot right now. Give me the boys 27 -17. Nobody in the NFC right now wants to run into these Cowboys. Uh, they're playing well. They kind of got their, their their mojo back. The receivers are doing well. CeeDee Lamb is balling. Um, Gallup, Amari Koo, everybody's playing well. Andy Dalton seems like he's that guy from the Cincinnati Bengals, Andy Dalton. Yeah. When, he, when they were going to the, the playoffs five years in a row. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take uh, the Cowboys as well in this one. On that note, Michael Gallup is just on fire. He has nine catches, 147 yards, and three touchdowns in his last two games, including two against the Eagles in Week 16. Yeah, Gallup uh, has finally looked like the, the Gallup that I thought he would look like. And uh, it's an outside shot here, uh, but the Cowboys, Mari Cooper's already gone over 1,000 yards for the year. CeeDee Lamb is just under 900 receiving yards on the year, so they could have two 1,000-yard receivers uh, if CeeDee Lamb can have uh, 108 yards um, in this week's game. Okay, Steelers and the Browns. Steelers 12-3, and three, Browns 10-5. and five. Browns still control their own playoff destiny, win, and they're in. Uh, if the Colts lose or a combo of uh, four different things happen. So the Browns, listen. They're looking at this one as we got to win this one to get into the postseason. Last week, they lost to the Jets. It was terrible. They were playing without the top four wide receivers because of COVID contact tracing and two of their top offensive linemen. Everything that could go wrong did go wrong. 
Baker fumbled three times. They couldn't establish the run uh, at all, so the play action didn't work. Baker had to throw 53 times against against the Jets. That's not how you want to do things. Um, and I thought he was a number one pick. He should. He's a quarter. He's supposed to be able to throw it 100 times to win. I don't think Baker okay. can win it by himself right now. Maybe that, at some which, point. Which, let's, which lets me further know that he wasn't worth the number one That's pick. Fine. That's neither here nor there. Go ahead. That's fine. Um, the Steelers rose from the dead at halftime, down 21-7. To the Colts. You want to know what they did? Big Ben gave a halftime speech, and he no. said, hey, guys, guys, let's have some fun. That's not and it worked, that's MJD. Not, they went not, out, and they had fun, and happened. they kicked some ass. That's not what happened, Dan. What happened? They started calling plays where they started throwing the ball down the field. All that dink and dunk stuff that they were doing yep. was horrible. And they started throwing the ball down the field. Big Ben started taking shots, stretching that defense vertically, which opens up the running game and the short passing game. And that's why they the Steelers won that game. That's what they have to do to keep – Keep pace with everyone else. The other note in that game, too, it was revealed on uh, NFL Network's The Aftermath on Monday. Right. That Mike Silver got on there and said, during the first half when the Steelers were making their pre-snap, when Ben was making his pre-snap calls, the Colts defense was calling out on the field what play the Steelers were going to run. They knew the play before. So at halftime, excuse me, so in the second half, Steelers come out, Ben says, screw it. I'm not taking Fincher's play calls. They know I'm calling all the plays, second half, right on the field. Three touchdowns, had thrown for less than 200 yards in the two games previous, threw for over 300 in this one. He took over. So to his credit, Ben said, well, this is a podcast. Ben said, fuck it. I'm taking over. I'm doing it. I'm taking command. And it worked. That's that's a great point. And we talked with uh, Mercedes Lewis a while ago, and he said that Aaron Rodgers – calls about 50%, 55% of the plays. So yep. over 50% of the plays are from Aaron Rodgers uh, for the Packers. And Ben just said, I'm, I'm doing the whole thing. You should. I mean, if it's Absolutely. not working. But the quarterback has been around as long as they have. Yeah. Was and, it 20 plus note, years? And for no Almost. Games, we should let our viewers know, as we were recording this, Mike Tomlin has come out and said that Ben Roethlisberger will sit in Week 17. It will be Mason Rudolph, which means you will have Miles Revenge. Mason Rudolph. Yeah, revenge game. <laughs> for oh. Mason Rudolph no against question. the Browns and Miles Garrett. Yeah. Well, so well, here, if you get hit in the head with a helmet, it needs to be a revenge game for the guy that got hit. I, I had a note in here that because the division's wrapped up, I thought they could rest a lot of key players. Yes. And I had a, a maybe in parentheses. No maybe. So Big Ben's not playing. I think we will find out later in the week that there's going to be upwards of a dozen starters who don't play in this game, um, which surprises me a little bit because – I, I, if I'm Pittsburgh, I would love to keep Cleveland out of the playoffs. The problem, the problem is they're old. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is yeah. old, so you need rest. It's, it's, at this point, you're like, it's not the same young Pittsburgh Steelers that are running around like they're older out there. So, so a right refreshed now, Pittsburgh yeah, team going into Joe the playoffs. Joe Hayden, what is it, 10-plus years? Oh, easy. You have Cam, Cam Hayward up while. there. Like, you got some older dudes that are key pieces. You need to rest them guys and, up and let them go. And James Conner, who's been banged up, you need him healthy. It, it's – it's an interesting decision for a head coach when you decide to rest players before a playoff run because it doesn't always work. I don't know exactly how the numbers play out. I looked at it. Sometimes it works. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't. Um, th- that's the reason I'm picking the Browns in this one because they're essentially they're playing for something, and, and Pittsburgh really isn't. And I think they're going to be resting, uh, like I said, as many as 10 to 12 starters. So I'm going Browns. I still think it's going to be close. 24-21 my pick here. Yeah, I'm going to go Browns as well. All right. Dolphins and the Bills. Dolphins 10-5. and five. Uh, Bills twelve and three, 
We talk about this game in terms of the Dolphins starting to a quarterback. The Finns control their own destiny. If they win, they're in for the first time since 2016. Or if Cleveland loses to Pittsburgh, Indy loses to Jacksonville, and Baltimore loses uh, at Cincinnati, which is not going to happen. Um, the five, six, and seven seeds st still all in play for uh, Miami. Now, the Bills need to win to guarantee a two seed. So they're not likely to be sitting the starters. At least that's what the plan was early in the week for Sean McDermott. Um, <laughs> Josh Allen was fantastic, uh, you know, in week two when the Bills beat the Dolphins 31 28, 415 yards. Yeah, they, but they didn't have Byron Jones. Yeah, that's they true. Had, I think Xavier Howard got banged up in that game, too. Well, and, and the Dolphins have the number one defense in the NFL right now, giving up less than 19 points per game. But that's due in part to the fact they played the Jets twice and they held them to a total of three points in two games. Now, the Bills have also played the Jets twice, mm -hmm. but I, I just think that the Dolphins' numbers uh, are, have spiked a little okay. bit because of that. Okay. Um, I think the Bills are going to play most of their guys. Maybe they rest them in the second half. I'm going Bills here 27-20. Uh, I think the uh -huh. Dolphins are going to need some help getting into the postseason. Yeah, I'm going to take the Dolphins in this one. Just because now hearing that Pittsburgh is resting their players, I think the Bills understand, like, look, we have a chance to rest our guys to get a quick bye week in this thing and plan for who we got to play. Uh, and, again, they're not – I don't think the Bills are – they're playing so well right now, I don't think they're concerned – about, about finding Dolphins. a rhythm. Yeah, and, okay. I think they're, they, you can still practice and do those type of things. Uh, so I'm going to take the Bills. And I, to be honest, I think the Bills are the are the team uh, that everyone's terrified of because they can win in so many different facets. They can run the ball. They can throw it offensively. Uh, defensively, my goodness. I mean, you they can shut down everyone. And so, uh, to me, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, hey, I just think that the Dolphins uh, are going to get this one. All right, it. so we're different there. Uh, MJD going Dolphins. Yep. Cardinals eight and seven at your Rams nine and six. Yep. This is a win in their in game for both teams. Rams can also get in with a Bears loss to Green Bay. Right. So here's where it gets interesting. Rams starting John Wolford, mm -hmm. who has never thrown an NFL pass. You know, I called all his games though when he was in the AAF. Uh, you and me both, buddy. That's right. That's and right. I Wait. tweeted this out early, uh, actually late last night. So Monday night. I went and looked up one of my old boards that had John Wolford on there, and I looked up some of the notes. And if you remember, he played for the Arizona Hotshots in the yeah. AAF. Out of Wake Forest. Out of Wake Forest. He was the runner-up to Lamar Jackson for Player of the Year in the ACC. You know what he was doing before? We called that game. Yeah, he was an investment banker. <laughs> he was an investment banker before he started playing football. That's all, crazy. All three quarterbacks were investment bankers yes. before he started playing for the Hotshots. Um, but... It, one of the notes I had was that Rick Neuheisel, who was the head coach of Arizona, said that he was working on him with pocket pocket presence under pressure. And I think he's going to be under pressure a little bit, and I, I think that could be an issue. Also, no Daryl Henderson. Cam Akers could be back. Or, or your boy may have to come out there and suit up for, for a sack. That's why I'm about to go run after this podcast. I would love to see that. Case. I would love to see that. Um, do we think Cam Akers is going to – it's a high ankle sprain he's coming back from. Yeah, I mean, they listen, they, they, got, they have enough guys there. Th this is why uh, I'm going to take the Rams, and I'm going to tell you why I'm going to take the Rams. Um, in those hot shot games, yeah. what did John Wolford do better than anything we've seen the Rams do? Uh, he didn't turn the ball over. Mm, he turned it over. A he turned bit. it over once. One game, yeah. he had a really bad first half. But he runs. Oh, that's true. He a does. He does run a little bit. And that's the one thing that people don't know. 
is that he can – I shouldn't be dropping a dime. Hopefully the Cardinals aren't listening to this. But he runs better than any quarterback that the Rams have ever had. And he will take off and run against that Rams defense. He's a little guy. He's a little dude. And that play-action pass fits him, all those different things. And if he doesn't like what he sees, he will take off. And he's much faster than what, what people think he is. And that's where I think the Rams are going to get him in that situation. So, you know, I'm taking the Rams. But Arizona, this, this – You just gave it you, – you, yeah. just, you just hit us with, uh, like, uh, he's a high-motor player. Like, he's much no, faster I just say than he's, I just say he's a high-motor. That's, that's the uh, – That's the code for, Jared like, Allen, uh, white, was, guy, white guy faster than you no, think No, that is. was Jared Allen, defensive end. He goes, <laughs> he goes, Julius Peppers has all this skill – and I'm just a high motor guy. Like, no, no, you, you have skill too. But no, I'm saying like the difference is when you play the Rams, you don't have to worry about the quarterback running. Now, all of a sudden you, you, you were going to find out and you only need one game for him to do it in because Jared's supposed to be back after his thumb yeah. surgery in the playoffs. You just need him to run for one game. Give me a, a cool 80 on the ground and a couple, you know, first downs that we needed to get that Jared probably wouldn't have got. Then that's all you need. The defense is fine. The defense will shut down Arizona. They've done it for the last, what, six Six, seven times they've played. So, uh, and, and, you know, you have in here Kyler Murray's banged up. He is. He's – I don't know what's wrong with he him. He hurt his leg at the end of the game, and Cliff Kingsbury was kind of noncommittal, but I, I think there's a little gamesmanship going on there. They're, unless Kyler's really, well, you're, really Who's hurt. their backup? I don't know. So, we know Kyler but, Murray's well, that's, playing. That's the problem. It was uh, uh, the UCLA guy. No, it wasn't. It was. Oh, Brett Hunley? Hunley. But then they have another dude who I'm – I. Not exactly sure who he is. Look that up. His name starts with an S. Yeah, it's like he's all tatted up. Um, Chris Strebler. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna see how. Where does how Chris Strebler go? That would it's, be crazy Chris if Chris Strebler's from South Dakota. No, oh, there. We so go. it was one of those two dudes. All right. So here's the deal, though. It, it, I, I'm fine with you picking the Rams, and I, everything you said about John Wolford makes a lot of sense. He runs, but he's not uber athletic like he's not like a great like Kyler's a, a great runner yeah. Wolford just runs more than Goff but here's the problem Goff th threw for 351 yards in that week 13 yeah, none win. of them were down the field so it okay like but he was still completing passes and the play action was working the combo platter of no Goff and being shorthanded at running back I think is going to be too much for the Rams to overcome I'm going Cardinals 24 score 17. 24 points have they scored 24 points against the Rams ever they when scored since 28 and 13 and since McVay's been there yeah, week 13, they scored 28. Oh, did they? They did. Uh, was it, well, that was because it was the game. Was hey, hey, no, well, no, oh, yeah, okay, here we go. There we go. All right, so we have a lot of different picks now. Oh, we're going to have some more. Too. Packers, 12-3 and three at the Bears, 8-7. and seven. Green Bay playing for number one seed. And Matt LaFleur, my guy, has already said, listen, this is like our first playoff game. Bears playing for a playoff berth. They could still get in. The Bears could with a, with a Cardinals loss. Um. Listen, this Bears magic and Mitchell Trubisky, it's been cool, but it's done. It's over. The Packers just dominated the Titans, and they are built, MJD, for a playoff run. You kidding me? A.J. Dillon ripping off 124 that yards? That was crazy. He had 115 on the season before that. You talk about people not wanting to tackle Derrick Henry. Well, I've never seen the Titans turn down contact before. He's 250 pounds, And Mike man. Brable was very upset with them turning down contact yeah. with him. Yeah, so you have A.J. Dillon. Combined with Aaron Jones and Devontae Adams on the outside. How special has Devontae Adams been this year? He has 17 touchdown catches. He's one of just three wide receivers in NFL history to have 100 catches and 16 or more touchdowns in a season. The other two, Chris Carter and Randy Moss. Oh, Devontae Adams Ever. is the truth. And the other part, best part about it is there's no one else helping him. Yeah. It's just he's out there. Yeah. 
in these streets. MVS. I mean, there's, there's, yeah, yeah he's, he's doing you a lot of this by himself. Uh, Robert Tunyon catching a few, a few touchdowns, Man, but, but yeah, but no, I get we it. don't know who that is. So we're both going Packers, right? Oh yeah. Packers. I'm, I'm going Packers 34, 20. This is going to be a walk. Um, all right. Final game. This is Sunday night football. It's my Washington football team. It's six and nine taking on the Eagles four ten and one. This was flexed into Sunday night with a win. Washington is in. Alex Smith was close to starting last week. He has a calf injury. Listen, he's playing basically on one wheel anyway. So, yeah. like, if that calf isn't healthy, he's really not able to move so well at all. So, you're telling me the football team's drafting a quarterback next year. Well, he, he, you want to talk about the draft. This is a little side nugget I had here. Here's something to think about, okay, if you're a Washington fan. Draft position. If Washington wins and they make the playoffs, they're picking no better than 19th overall. Right. No better than 19th because they're a division winner. If they lose, they're going to be on the fringes of the top 10. They're going to be picking somewhere between like 11 and 13. That's a big, big delta when yeah. you look at it. That's like, let's just spots. say pick 12, 13, or 19. Like, you can still get one of those guys. You could get a Trey Lance mm -hmm. out of North Dakota State. Um, you I don't probably can get the guy out of Florida, too. Kyle Trask. Yeah, people like him a lot. Yeah, he's, he's a good player. Or maybe maybe uh, Mac Jones in yeah. Alabama. At 19, I, or you can get BYU. BYU is basically around up there in the top. I 10. don't know, man. They're talking about him maybe jumping Justin Fields and being the number two guy. But I'm just saying, if you're if you're a fan of the Washington football team, we know the Washington football team ain't taking Justin Fields. They already tried that, but which is Ohio insane State quarterback because Justin Fields is well, they're not going to have a thousand times better than no doubt, than, than and they're not going to have a shot. Do they even have a shot if Trevor goes one and the Jets get two and they decide to take Fields and that's well, it. then you got to look at the other guys, right? Right. So right. so that's why I'm I'm looking yep. at. The, um, Wilson, Trey Lance, what if you're what if you're the Jets real quick what if you're a Jets you take the tackle out of Oak, uh, out of Oregon you have two bookend tackles you keep Sam Darnold and you uh, build around him uh, uh, I, I'm gonna butcher his name uh, but I, it doesn't matter yeah, yeah. you is, you may have two bookend guys there as a Pac-12 guy he is the most dominant offensive lineman to come out of the oh Pac Panay Sewell since yeah. Yeah. yeah since yeah. Jonathan Ogden yeah. there's no doubt yeah. since Ogden he's the most dominant by you could have two bookends. That may that may help your quarterback. If out, you're the you general believe. manager, you would you keep Donald and do that? I could try. I could trade Donald Donald and pick someone else up. We but we got to build this thing. It's not about you want to build. If I'm a GM, you want to build your team first and then put your quarterback in there. You see what I'm saying? You don't want to have a quarterback and then build the team around. You oh, so build. you're you're a fan of building from the outside in. I, I like the having the, out. I like having the, the the franchise quarterback. To me, that's building from the inside out. No, no. You're talking inside the out. offensive line building from the inside out. But I I'm guess talking, I'm thinking tackles being the outside no, in. No, I'm talking about you build everything up first and then you put the person in the house. You feel me? I'm mm -hmm. not going to put you in a house and still be renovating it. I'm going to build the house first and then put my guy in there. So now we can really evaluate him and see what he has. Right. That's what you want to do. The best way to evaluate a quarterback is to protect him first and then give him weapons. I think it is an interesting situation for the Jets. I know we're, we're veering off here on our picks, but if you, if you think Darnold can still be the guy and you're not 1,000% sold on any of the other quarterbacks besides, uh, Trevor, besides Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, thank you, um, yeah, that's uh, trade down. Trade that no, pick to somebody else. I'm not trading nothing. No, I gotta, trade it to somebody else you know is going to draft the quarterback. You can't because you don't – you want to – You this is the problem with when you're in the top whatever. You want to get the best player that you can get, period, point blank. If you trade that pick, 
who says someone else doesn't hop in front of you? It's not like the Niners traded from two to three uh, for Mitchell see, so Trubisky. You're saying if they went down from like two to eight, they're still not guaranteed that someone's get, not going to come in at seven. And yeah, or someone comes in at five and come sure, get the guy. Like, sure. you got to go get – if you're the Jets, you got to go get your guy. And getting back to the Washington football team, whatever they do, they're going to have to get a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Taylor Henneke is not winning in many games this week. And Alex Smith, like we said, as much as the story is awesome, comeback player of the year, lock it up for him, all that. He, uh, you yes. can tell, like a calf inj- injury right now is just like he he's just working too hard right now. Yeah. Right. No, they they do have to get a quarterback. In terms of this game, um, Philly's defense was down a ton of players. Mm-hmm. Um, Hertz did throw for three hundred forty-two yards. Had a couple picks. He ran the ball for sixteen. He started strong and then kind of slowed down against Dallas, but just couldn't this, keep up with their offense. Yeah, he was trying to keep up with the other offense. Yeah, he and do they it. were they were in a flow um but this washington defense is very different very different than than dallas's defense i'm, I'm picking with my heart and my head here actually uh, i am assuming that alex smith is playing for washington and i am going washington football team to make the postseason with a victory in philly on sunday night football game winning field goal in the winning moment 17 14 the final yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and take the Eagles on this one. Oh God, this, this makes is me and this feel is so why good. this is why I was saving, and I'm gonna tell you why. Uh, that offense doesn't put enough pressure on Philadelphia's offense, and I believe with the running ability of Jalen Hurts, he has an opportunity. And if you thought the Carolina Panthers' offense was explosive, shoot, who thought the Carolina's Panthers? That, that's what they looked like to me when they was on that when they were putting up twenty or they had the little putt, fast whatever, but they still put up twenty points. Um, it's the NFL, man. Putting up 20 points is not a big deal. Okay. Well, let's see. We'll see when the Eagles do put up 30 so with and our how picks, it goes. So, with our picks, I'd just like to remind the audience that we have three games where Dan and MJD have decided this to is, this is for it. This is for it all. This is for it all because mathematically, MJD picks them up. And that's it. But if Dan can easily say, really? You want to try and go different? How many? Me build out this lead. How more. many picks were different, B-Bar? We had we had three different picks. We had different picks on the Miami at Buffalo game. We had Arizona at the Rams as a different uh, – both of you are different. And Washington at Philly. Those are the three three different picks with Dan having a two-game lead. Yeah, 62-36 and 36 for me. 60-38. Yes, and 38. Two-game lead going into the final week of the regular season. I am perfectly comfortable giving you a chance during the playoffs – to make picks if you want to keep yeah, this going. Oh, you have to. We're going all the way through, You right? got to go all the way through. Yeah. And then and next year, we're going to do every game. Fine. There's no reason. We can talk a little bit on the podcast, and then it needs to be – every game needs to be picked. We'll track it. Yeah. If, I, you, if you hadn't picked uh, Philly, I was going to – I was going to – Throw one, throw a curveball at you too, and I was just gonna pick a random game without any. No, 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 no. Hey, this game doesn't mean anything. It's gonna be hard to pick, but why there's don't part of me. He's gonna pick uh, Vegas and Broncos. There's part of me that wanted. There's part of me that wanted to pick Philly. I just, I, I love. I really, really, really love what Ron Rivera has overcome there, and the stories are so great. I'm just, I'm rooting for the story of Ron and Alex Smith right now. How can you not? I mean, um, it's just. And by the way, all the stuff that's still going on with Dan Snyder and the lawsuits oh. and the minority ownership there that's trying to get out, you know, it's... Yeah, they got a lot going on there. It's a wild yeah. time. It's gotta, a wild time. And, and he's been able to stay focused and kind of, to a certain extent, keep those blinders on. And by the way, cutting Dwayne Haskins means no more Dwayne Haskins questions. Nope. 
that's that's a great thing for the Washington football team. You More focus. Move, yeah, you can move forward yeah. now as a team and start to now, tackle some real issues. When, when Taylor Heineke has to come in and, and <laughs> win, win a regular season finale to get to the playoffs and, and they don't have a guy like Haskins there who at moments can can you know be decent, we'll see. All right, uh, Matthew Bubar, Maurice Jones-Drew, hey. former two-time All-Pro. Three-time three All-Pro. All pro. And uh, for myself, second team. Uh, enjoy week 17. We will be here next week. The Helipod rolls on. Thank you very much for listening. Please subscribe, download, and review on iTunes. Helps the pod. Absolutely. Dan, let's let the audience know. Make sure to have a safe and happy New Year. Oh, Bubar. No. Look at you. He's, he's always on it. Come yeah. On. Call, call Uber. I'm the opposite. Like, if you're going to go out and have a good time, let go. Just let go of the year. rope. Just not this year. Well, just don't drive. Yeah, just don't drive. Just let go of the rope and don't drive. Uber. Let they're still out the there. Just wear the mask up. Stay home. Be safe. Oh, uh, you're tripping. All, no. all right. We'll see we you guys next week. Listen, we got to sell. Well, hold on. We have to celebrate that this year is over. It's been a rough one. Yeah, no Ooh. shit. Yeah. That's a great point. Yeah, let go. Get after it on New Year's Eve. Yeah. Just be safe. Safe. See ya.